And so, Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. We say thank you, Father. We thank you for today. We thank you for every day. We thank you because you are the one at work in us, both to will and to do of your own good player. We thank you because you are our teacher. We thank you because you are our guide. We thank you because you continue, your presence continues to abide with us. We say, be thy exalted in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, we have come to learn at your feet this evening. Speak to us this evening in the name of Jesus. Reveal yourself to us in your world in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Um, good evening and welcome to Ninth School today. You're welcome to the second teaching in the kingdoms, uh, in the keys of the Kingdom of Heaven series. I'm very glad to have us here in this meeting this evening at this time. Last week, we started considering the subject of keys of the kingdom of heaven. And we were able to draw the line between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. And we concluded last week that the first key to the kingdom of heaven is the name Jesus. Many times, we do not understand the efficacy or say the status of the bearer of that name. Praise God. It is very important that we understand this. In fact, it is a lack of understanding of this that causes a lot of identity crisis for believers today. And it's, it is serving as a barrier to their manifestation of God. We have said before that the kingdom of heaven simply refers to the domain, the authority and kingship of God in heaven. It is not the same thing as the kingdom of God. It is not the same thing as the kingdom of God. I would just like to repeat, repeat this again. The kingdom of God is the domain, the authority, and the practice. I will say the exercising of authority or the levels of government of God in heaven. Now, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18, that we started reading last week, the Lord Jesus told Apostle Peter and the rest of the disciples that I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And when I do this, you will discover that you'll be able to do one thing. You will be able to bind things on earth and it will be bound in heaven. You will be able to lose things on earth. And to be loosed in heaven. 
However, it is important to state here that it will be impossible for any man to do this if the kingdom of God is not on earth. Praise God. The Lord Jesus was teaching the disciples to pray. And he said, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. That when your kingdom comes, then your will will be done. He didn't stop there. And he now went on to say that as it is in heaven, that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That as your kingdom is in heaven, and your kingdom runs by your will, by your intention in heaven, okay? Your kingdom on earth will also run by your will when it comes to pass. So we have said this before, that the first key, the foundational key to the kingdom of heaven is the will of the king in heaven. And that is Yahweh. The will of the king in heaven. And that is our father. That is the foundational key. If we do not know the will of the king in heaven, we definitely cannot get anything done in heaven. If we do not know the will of the king in heaven, we cannot bind things on earth and expect them to be bound in heaven. So the foundational key is the will. And the first will that is important for us to understand is that God has highly exalted the Lord Jesus and he has given him a name that is above every other name that at the mention of the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. This is the will of God. So it means that the first key to the kingdom of heaven is the name Jesus. Any man can approach heaven with the name Jesus. The access to heaven the only access, the first and currently only access to heaven is the name Jesus. It is important that we hold on to this. That if a stranger wants to, by any chance, connect with heaven, his access is the name Jesus. This is the first key. We have assets through the Lord Jesus. You find it interesting that it is still same through the Lord Jesus that the kingdom of God came on earth. Praise God. This same Jesus, this same Jesus, 
the kingdom of God came through him. To men, through him. That means if any man is going to receive the kingdom of God, it has to be done through the Lord Jesus. Romans 1, 16, Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God to salvation. That what produces the power of God for salvation is the gospel of Christ. So the key to receiving the kingdom of heaven or say receiving the kingdom of God now is Jesus. I think that's clear. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. For the sake of this teaching, we'll consider just two keys to the kingdom of heaven. And from the following week, we're going to start looking at the keys to the kingdom of God that is in you. We must understand that it is the will of the Father that the kingdom of God should reside in man. Wow. But it is also the will of the Father that all things must be done in the name of Jesus. All things must be done in the name of Jesus. Colossians 3 from verse 10. It says, And Christ's message, oh, this is GNT, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. It says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And is whatever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. John chapter 14. Praise God. John chapter 14. Let's start from verse 13. It says, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, whatever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Jesus laid a lot of emphasis on his name. He said at some point that we are two or more are gathered in my name. He says, I'll be amongst them. If any two of you shall agree as touching a thing and ask the Father in my name, it shall be given unto them. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. This is because the Lord Jesus knew the will of heaven. At some point in time, it was very direct. It says, either though you have not asked anything in my name, it says, ask now and you will receive. That until now, 
you have not asked anything in my name. But from this moment onward, he said, ask. And it shall be given unto you. So, the name of Jesus is the first key. The name of Jesus is the first key to the kingdom of heaven. It is a key that everyone that has business to do with heaven must use. If you can use the name of Jesus, there is no contact between you and them. If you are not going through Jesus, there is no contact whatsoever between you and heaven. The contact between you and heaven is in the name of Jesus. Now, that's why. The second key to the kingdom of heaven. Now, the second key. Don't forget what I've said. The foundational key is the will of God. And the first key is the name of Jesus. The second key is the knowledge of Jesus. You might begin to wonder, is everything about Jesus? Yes, everything is about Jesus. And God has made it so. The knowledge of Jesus. Now, this is very important. Knowing who Jesus is, what he has done, and what he stands for, and what he's doing at the moment, or say who he is at the moment, I give you access to be able to do things the way the kingdom of heaven wants it. Let me rephrase it Rephrase what I just said. What I just said is, knowing, having the knowledge of Jesus grants you the permission to be able to conduct business with heaven. Praise God. It is the knowledge of Jesus. Or say, it is the believing in the knowledge of Jesus that brings into the life of a man the kingdom of man. And this is the will of God. When a man hears about the gospel, believes this gospel, and confesses Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior, It becomes a carrier of the life of God. It becomes born again. It becomes born of the Spirit. It becomes begotten again by God. And it becomes the kingdom of God. The man. Becomes a carrier of the kingdom of God. It becomes an ambassador of God. It becomes a God being. It becomes God in the flesh. You might want to argue with this, but that's what this Bible says. 
becomes God in the flesh. It becomes the manifestation of God anywhere it goes. It is the will of God that man should go about manifesting him. It is the will of God that he will manifest himself through men. But for this to happen, the knowledge of the Lord Jesus is a necessity. And this is why there is no other means to becoming a believer. You might find it surprising that the children of clergymen, the children of pastors, reverends, revivalists, regardless of who they might be in Christ, are not automatically Christians. It does not matter. You can be a prayer warrior to the core to be able to pray down revival from heaven. When you give back to a child, he's not a son of God. He belongs to the devil. Until the day he hears the gospel and believes the gospel. This is the truth. The criteria to conducting business with heaven. Okay, because when a man believes the gospel, what the man is doing is conducting business with heaven. The man is submitting to the will of heaven and is becoming born again, okay, by the king of kings and lord of lords. So, the only way is through the knowledge of Christ. Knowing who Christ is. It is knowing who Christ is that paves way for the kingdom of God in men. And without the kingdom of God in men, no man will really be able to connect with heaven. No man. The Bible says the natural man cannot receive the things of God. It is not that the natural man will not receive the things of God. It is not like uh, he chooses not to receive the things of God. He says he cannot. He does not have the ability. Jesus was teaching them to pray. He says, pray ye in this manner, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come that your earnest expectation your earnest prayer must be that the kingdom of god should come that god doesn't want you to continue to look towards heaven for everything you need no Pray that the kingdom should come. And it says, when this kingdom comes, it will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. So if any man wants to bind on earth and wants it to be bound in heaven, such a man must be a carrier of the kingdom of God. Otherwise, he has no business to conduct with heaven. This is why 
the business of binding and losing that is recognized in heaven can only be carried out by some God. Praise God. We must understand this and be clear about it. The kingdom of God in man to be able to carry out the will of heaven. Again, operate under the instruction of heaven or say under the direction of heaven. Praise God. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans 8, 14. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That the intention of God is that he wants men to do things on earth as it is done in heaven. To enter and go in on earth as it is done in heaven. And he has made his spirit up so that this can be possible. However, a man that is not the carrier of the kingdom of God cannot receive his spirit. Because there will be no place for his spirit to stay in. This is why an unbeliever cannot be led by the Holy Spirit. An unbeliever cannot have the Holy Spirit residing in them. Occasionally, they can hear him speak to them in very rare occasions, but not that he will reside in them. Even the prophet of old, the Holy Spirit didn't stay in them. The Holy Spirit didn't be in them. The Spirit comes daily uh, comments, grants inspiration, grants utterance, gives them message, manifests himself, and then goes back. Because there's nowhere for him to stay. For as many as are left. So, the knowledge of Jesus is a very important key in the kingdom. If we were to reorganize this knowledge of Jesus, also use another word for it, what we will call it is the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Or say, the good news of our Lord Jesus. There are many scriptures that tells us what we have to do when we have 
this good news. For example, Romans chapter 1 verse 17 says, Therein, talking about the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed. In the gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Let's look at Romans 5, 21 at the same time. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It says, For he has made him to be seen for us. He has made him to be seen for us. Who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him? Notice. He has made him to be seen for us. Who knew no sin? When we know this, when we should know that there is a possibility for us to become the righteousness of God. Note, it is a possibility. It is not automatic. I've said this before. There is a difference between being righteous and being the righteousness of God. That being righteous is just a matter of uh, becoming a child of God. But becoming the righteousness of God is coming to the level where you can manifest as a son of God and as master to everything God has created, including the devil. This takes a a process of growth. The knowledge. Colossians chapter 3 that we read earlier. Colossians chapter 3. We read the scripture scripture earlier. From verse uh, 16. It says, Let the word of Christ. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2 says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Again, the knowledge of Jesus. Again, the knowledge of Jesus. We have seen that it is the gospel, that is, the knowledge of Jesus, that produces the power of God for salvation. 
thank you father it is the gospel that produces the power of God for salvation now if it is this gospel is that the power is in the gospel and I've told us because that the gospel is just the good news the power is in the knowledge when you know more and more about Jesus you will be able to operate more and more as uh, as, as a child of God you'll be able to operate more and more the will of heaven in other words you'll be able to align more and more with heaven in other words you'll be able to open more and more doors in heaven you know the Lord Jesus gave two scriptures he gave two conditions for being free he gave two conditions for being free John chapter 8 verse 32 John chapter 8 verse 32 you will see that this are the two keys, two main keys to the kingdom of heaven. And we just glossed over them. He just talked about it and he went his way. John chapter 8. Let's start from verse 32. Praise God. Verse 32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Verse 36. It says, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. These are the two conditions for freedom. If the Son sets you free, who is the Son? The Lord Jesus. The same person is the first key to the kingdom of heaven. The same person whose name is the first key to the kingdom of heaven. He now says, after the Son has set you free, he says, you will know the truth and you will be free. The freedom now requires the understanding, or sorry, sorry, requires the knowledge. Thou will know the truth, and it will set you free. And who is the truth? The Lord Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father except through me. No man. Now, let's begin to tie it together. Thou shalt know the truth. 
and it shall set you free. If the Son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. I am the truth. I am the Son. Know me, and you will be free. So, knowledge of Christ is the second key to the kingdom of heaven. That's what we've been saying, basically. And so, if you would like to experience the will of God more in your life, you need to know more about the Lord Jesus. Because the knowledge of the Lord Jesus is more important. Many times, people have tried to get the kingdom of God to work on their behalf. They have tried to get God to manifest through them by many means. And this is where they are getting it wrong. We have tried, many Christians, not us now, sometimes, you know, there are certain denominations are, without throwing shades to anyone. There are certain kinds of churches where they do things that are unchristly, if I can use the word. You know, we ask people to kill goats, to kill rams, to bring candles, to do all sorts of things as if Jesus has not already, uh, you know, done the sacrifice once and for all. In some places, Christians still go behind to get concussions for some people claiming to be local and still believe in God. It doesn't work like that. The knowledge of Jesus, what he has done, who he is, and the implication of what he has done for you is what we set free. Not your prayers. Not your fasting. While these attempts are good on their own. But doing these things without the knowledge of the Lord Jesus is fruitless. And this is why sometimes it looks as if God does not answer prayers. It looks as if God is always silent. It looks as if um, believers are not powerful. You know, it, it looks as if the Bible is, I'm not saying it is, I'm saying it seems like the Bible is just an historical book. Deep inside, the Christian wants to believe that these things are not true and that God is indeed powerful and that indeed His word is true and that indeed the Christian is powerful, but somehow they are missing the manifestation. What you've been missing is the knowledge. I remember, praise God. Ha! As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. I remember quite some time ago, uh, I had just gotten one of my daughters saved there. She had just received the Lord Jesus. And I was a bit worried. I was worried because I knew she needed to be baptized. And I knew it had to be soon. But I didn't know how to, what to do. Sincerely, 
I didn't know what to do or how to go about it. I knew someone prayed when I was rebaptized. Someone prayed along with me, held my hand, and we began. And the person began to pray in the spirit for a long time, and in you know, in so not 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 too long, but it took at least about 15 to 30 minutes. And then I, I realized I began to speak in tongues. So I was like, so how, how does this thing work? How am I going to handle it? And at some point I was sensible enough to ask for help. The Holy Spirit, how should I handle this situation? And then the Holy Spirit said, this is not hard. Just show her. Luke chapter 11 and verse 10 to 12. And if she believes, she's going to be baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I said, oh, is that so? And I went with boldness. <laughs> I think the next day. And I called her. And I showed her the scripture. She read it. And she asked for the Holy Spirit. And right there and there, she was baptized. And right there and then, she began to pray in another tongue. And just a few days later, she began to manifest gifts of the Spirit. The knowledge. Since then, I've gained, I've, we've gotten countless of people baptized in the Holy Ghost. At least five years today, I'm still counting. The knowledge. If you lack the knowledge, you will spend too much time struggling with things you don't need to struggle with. The knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you in all wisdom. That's what the Bible says. Let it dwell in you, Richard. So you'll be able to bind things on earth and it will be bound in heaven because you have the knowledge. Because you are doing things according to the will of God. Because you know what to do in every situation. And because of this, it becomes almost impossible for you to be harassed by the devil. And even when such happens, you know when to say no. You know how to conduct yourself in tough situations. You know how to conduct yourself in diverse temptations that you face. You know how to resist attacks of the devil because you have the knowledge. You know how to get angels to run errands. Because you have the knowledge. You know how to get the life of God in you to work for you. Because you have the knowledge. As I said, for the people just coming in, that the second key to the kingdom of heaven is the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. 
Without this knowledge, you cannot receive the kingdom of God. Without this knowledge, you cannot receive the Holy Spirit. Without this knowledge, you cannot operate the kingdom of God. And so, the knowledge is a requirement. The knowledge is a requirement. So if you want anything in your life to agree with what God has predetermined in heaven, you have to get the knowledge of Christ regarding that issue. And when we say the knowledge of Christ, I want us to understand this. It simply refers to knowing who Christ is Two, what he has done. Three, what is the implication of what he has done for you? Four, who he is currently. Five, and what who he is right now means for you. And probably... The relationship you have with him. If you notice this, you do things differently. You know, I said last week that it is the will of God for believers to be healed when they're sick. But in Christ Jesus, we were not promised divine healing. The promise is divine health. There's a difference. There's a difference between divine health and divine healing. So divine healing is clearly that comes when you're uh, already sick and so you are healed. Divine health is different. Divine health means you can never force it. You walk in perfect and complete health, regardless of what you eat. And the Lord Jesus had already given the secret to that earlier. He said, what goeth inside a man does not defile a man, but what cometh out of him. So if a man say, what I have eaten is bad, trust me, what he has eaten is bad. And it is going to defile it. Now, it is not that what he ate is what is bad, but the words that came out of him that defied what he ate. Is this sounding like gibberish? Let's take a practical example. Suppose that you eat something in your dream. Yeah, yeah. And you wake up. And you begin to fret. Hey, I have eaten in the dream. Jesus is Lord. Ah, is it not that they have taken this thing? Every suggestion that you come to your mind, that comes to your mind, that you say out with your mouth. Hello, you are going to experience almost all of them. It is not what you have eaten in the dream that have defied you, but what has come out of your mouth as a result of that experience. Praise God. 
I am born of God. I have overcome the world. And I walk in perfect, total, and complete victory. Praise God. <laughs> now, it is what you say after eating that kind of thing from your dream that will determine whether what you have eaten in your dream will affect you or not. So if you eat in the dream and you wake up and say, oh, that was the, the food was nice, delicious, um, but sorry, you missed some delicacies when you brought it. So can you please bring in a, a, a better kind of food? You will see that it will not refine you. Nothing that goes inside the man defiles the man. So the knowledge of our Lord Jesus matters a lot. Is the second key. Because it is this knowledge that introduces the kingdom of God to a man. It is this knowledge that introduces the baptism of the Holy Spirit to a man. It is this knowledge that introduces grace and peace to a man. It is also this knowledge that introduces power to a man. And all of this are properties of heaven. All of the aforementioned things, they are properties of heaven. And through the knowledge of Christ, you can unlock every of these doors so that you can get the experience. And when this happens, you must now continue to get the knowledge to be able to operate the kingdom. And so I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the grace to seek the knowledge, to find the key, to be able to bind and lose that you have already received, is activated in your life in the name of Jesus. <laughs>